go. What okay. Up, Welcome to Stud City, the podcast for literally everyone. I'm mm-hmm. here with my co-host Cody Peterson. Yo, yo. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? How's, How's life? Yeah. Oh, you know, it's been okay. It's been okay. I'd say it's been... Do you want me to give it a grade? Of your week? Sure. Mm-hmm. I give it a six and a half. That's not a grade. <laughs> a six and a half? <laughs> what does that mean? I think you're going to say D, C plus. I guess six and a half out of ten would be a, a C. Hold up. Shut the fuck up for one second. <laughs> Here's what you don't realize about me, Cody. Mm-hmm. I went to Montessori where they give number grades. Uno reverse card. You just got pwned, bro. Oh, pwned. Uh, okay, so what's a six and a half? Is that out of a hundred or out of ten? Uh, I I didn't go to Montessori. I went to Montessori. <laughs> I'm Montessori about that. I actually made that uh, that whole thing up. It was a yeah. Montessori. A Montefib. Montefib. Uh, anyways, man, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm just like working on my move. As people can see, I'm in a new apartment, a nicer apartment, a better apartment. This is all because of the Stud City fam. I cannot thank you guys enough. Mm-hmm. I've just been making crazy bank off of the podcast, spending it mainly on hookers and prostitute prostitutes, but also this apartment. So th- yeah. thank you. And for the people listening to the show, you can obviously hear that there isn't sirens passing Bo's window every few minutes. You might hear the hit of a golf club. That's about it. That's me playing golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, for real, dude, six and a half for sure. And if that, I was going to translate that into a letter grade, I'm going to go ahead and give myself an A plus. Six and a half out of seven. <laughs> yeah, nice. you hear, you heard it here straight from the source, bro. Um, we got a really excited, po- exciting podcast coming oh out. God. We've got one of the funniest people in Canada coming on, Chris Locke. I'm pretty yeah. like excited. I actually am not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not like super familiar with his work like you are, but mm-hmm. everything I've seen, I just love. He has this pod- podcast about uh, meditation, not about meditation. Yeah. It it is meditation. It is. Yeah. And it's so funny and it's like perfect for the times. Obviously we're on zoom because it is a zombie nightmare outside. So sometimes, you know, when I'm feeling the sads, which I usually get, I just put on Chris Locke's podcast and it's like so good. I, I didn't hear about him until like 2019 during that um, series XM top comment competition. And they had like a, the finalist, whatever it was like a slate of like 12 comedians and his clip, I was like standing, walking around in circles, laughing out loud. And I sent it to like my dad, sent it to like a ton of people. And you guys got to check this dude out. And I've seen him live a few times and he's just banging ass. I can't believe we got him. I'm so pumped on this. I can't believe it either, dude. I'm fucking shitting my pants right now, bro. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Holy fuck. I haven't been this excited since we had a uh, Kegler on. That was a score and a half. I think we really got to give ourselves a pat on the back for getting Kaylor Coons. Kaylor Coons. Yeah, he does our thumbnails now. We call him Thumbnail Kaylor. That's his new nickname. (laughs) He's done one thumbnail. Now he's on probation. (laughs) I love how you've done done every single thumbnail, but for some reason, Kaylor is now Thumbnail Kaylor. He did one thumbnail that we can't even... 
we can only use on certain platforms because it is just so offensive. It's, I'm surprised it's still on some certain platforms. Still up. We literally have Shrek holding his dick. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it's from still an on, angle from his ankles up. <laughs> yeah, it is still on every platform. It's fucking incredible, dude. Insane. I, I gotta say, today was the first day. Today is the first day I feel like a like a podcaster. Oh, why? I think it's because of my new mic. Oh like, yeah, I, like, you got the headphones. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any actual reason for it besides the fact that I have a new microphone and I think it's sick. Um, I don't know if the mic caught that, but I drink water of this giant beer sign from Germany, and I just fucking smacked my tooth with it. <laughs> Pretty bad. Dunk. Um, I had what? toenails fall off earlier. Ew! Were you playing? Were you playing soccer? No, I was um having a shower and. <laughs> <laughs> my foot hit clip the bathtub and i yeah. was like ow and then i look and the toenail's like i'm free to go <laughs> it was like a tooth <laughs> just like about to fall out <laughs> your toenail was like au revoir i am no longer a part of your toe so what what do you do now you fucking band-aid that shit or what do you do with it it didn't even bleed or anything i got my fiance to look at it i had to get her permission to take it off that's just kind of what marriage life is like it's like by the way this thing's hanging by a thread you okay if i just rip it off and she did not want to look at it but then later she sprayed like some viral stuff on it some lysol or whatever chips do and so it won't get infected but now i just rock the sock it's not even bleeding or anything so pretty a plus day i would say <laughs> yeah in the circumstances is that is that dope for you like having love in your life and everything it's hella dope honestly um yeah it, it's good yeah it, it's 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 yeah no honestly no complaints we just fuck around like last night we watched oceans 11 hell yeah i keep showing her mediocre 2000s movies i just love we watched oh, what we watched the Planet of the Apes with Paul Giamatti. That yeah. one, that one's so dumb, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sick, man. You know the thing. The thing that's so great about love is that, like, eventually you guys just—I don't know. This is my experience. Eventually, you guys will both just, just like pick, both of you will pick up like nasty drug habits. And then it'll become more of like a thing where you guys are trying to get the drugs and how you can get the drugs. And you guys like forget about supporting each other whatsoever. And then eventually, eventually she dies in your bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, we are like um, Jesse and what's her face from Breaking Bad. But, you know, couples that smoke crack together stay together. That's Make my way. Life. Hold up. I got a song for you. Smoking crack. Faces pass. And, and now I'm, I'm smacked out. <laughs> Scooby da 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 da. And I miss you. You know, that song was the first time I learned about piracy, like internet piracy. Are you serious? Yeah, I kid you not. So I came home one day and my bro was just chilling at the computer. We had like, you know, it's fucking 1999 or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like six years old. And, um, Sorry, my cat's being crazy. Can be, guys, this is like a normal thing on the podcast now where I have to tell my cat to fuck off. Fuck off, Timmy. I remember downloading that on old LimeWire days. That Madden um, Numb by Linkin Park. Love you. Both cats um, on the screen. 
Um, yeah. Oh, numb by Lincoln Park. Uh, how how does that one go? Uh, um, how does it go again? It's like I've become so numb, snorting all this crack up my nose. Um, I can't feel my dick. I've become so numb, snorting crack up my nose. I think that is the lyrics, dude. You know that. That's crazy memory, and that's crazy memory playback, dude. You are kind of like a sneaky genius. I am. <laughs> but, <laughs> thank you no worries dude. all right that's our show folks <laughs> see ya uh but this is back to my story about internet piracy okay i came home one day my brother's chilling at the computer table i was super mad at him because he pulled the prank on me where he convinced me that 48 hours had passed since i last slept so i went to school on a sunday because i thought it was monday because my brother told me that i had slept for 48 hours straight which looking back i mean that's stupid how could i not know that it, you know anyways um so I'm probably, I said I was six, but I was actually older. I was probably like nine because I was walking to school by myself. And I come home and this song is playing and I used to hear it on the radio all the time. And I was like, yo, this is a jam, man. What radio station are you on? And my brother was like, no radio station. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, got it for free. And I was like, where? And he was like off the internet and i was like yo what the fuck is that shit he's like let me show you and then we watched porn for four days straight <laughs> <laughs> the next ggw <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, dude the moment you realize you have unlimited porn at your fingertips it's like fucking you feel like fucking thanos with the gauntlet bro you're just mm-hmm. like what the fuck is going on here man it's incredible, dude. It's incredible. But, but we shouldn't talk about porn because every podcast is just pussy porn shit. Fuck. People are getting sick of it, man. We got to talk about some serious stuff, man. Yeah. Um, the Oscars are tonight. Oh, dude, you know what would be funny? Yeah. If, uh, if Brie Larson shit her pants at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine she's accepting a, an oscar and she's just like <laughs> I, I just want to i'm presenting this oscar but before i do i just want to let everybody know that women they deserve all the si- right and then all of a sudden she just just shit flying out of her dress and then Brie Larson, she just goes, oh, my God, I'm so, uh, I'm so sorry. And she just flies away, Captain Marvel style. That'd be fucking sick. <laughs> like, re- this is like a South Park pitch where they're like, maybe. <laughs> they're like, what the fuck is that guy doing here right now? Uh, yeah i guess i could see it <laughs> brie larson brie larson shooting her pants is definitely funny i just don't know how it fits into the story um <laughs> uh maybe take it over to the family guy guys yeah go up to seth mcfarland and just be like yeah Yo, what about yeah yeah so, uh, peter griffin is just like lois remember that time that brie larson shit her pants <laughs> It just cuts. Dude, that's the best type of comedy, man. Cutaways are the best, dude. We got to add some of that shit to our show, bro. Yeah, but the cutaways will be ads and we'll get paid for them. Fuck you yeah, fuckers dude. that listen to the show are so lucky that we don't have ads yet. We get offers every day, all day. They're like, promote our beer. And we're like, no. Did you promote see that cigarettes. we. No. Yeah. Did you see that we did get an offer? 
in our DMs on in in the in Stud City. Um, on yeah, our st- of course, and I said no. Well, we would have said no, but did you see what it was for? It was for hedge clippers, and they were offering. They wanted to put ads on our podcast in, in. You didn't see this. You can go on our if you got your I'm phone. I'm doing on, it right now. Yeah, go on our DMs. They want to put ads on our podcast in exchange for uh, what the fuck is it called? Like, uh, what is it called when you uh, they people exposure? Oh, we don't well, need fucking exposure. That's no. We need money. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay, it's called my balls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah wait, I shouldn't say what the ad is. So I don't want to get any free yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleep that. Bleep that. Sorry, it wasn't. He- I said it was hedge clippers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's for your balls, but it's called like hedge clippers or something like that. Yeah, we'll just say it's um, uh, dudescape. So dudescape reached out to us. <laughs> oh, I see where hedge clippers came from. All right. Well, we got Chris Lock on the line, so let's just go to him. My kids are just going to sleep. You might hear them. Say goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> uh, that was a very cute kid. Well, obviously. That was though. so cute. <laughs> that, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's like weird over here, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. The East Coast is crazy, man. <laughs> I'm sure it's, sure it's dark out there right now. Oh, yeah, it's dark, and your wives always shrink as soon as the sun goes down. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, she might be, like, wanting to watch the Oscars, too, right now, instead of going to bed or so early, but thank you for joining us on such a... The Oscars are tonight? Oh, I hate yeah. that shit. I know. You should you be guys aren't rolling Oscar. yet, right? You're going to say... Uh, like we, we can... We can uh, we were, but we can stop it. We're, we weren't like... Oh, we have an no, I don't care. Interview. I don't care. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah, we're officially um, recording. It's a loose arrangement around here. You know, people just come on the podcast. We're just like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I didn't really like... I feel bad. I, I left it to the last minute. I didn't do any research. I don't know anything about this. You guys could be punking me, and I don't even fucking know. <laughs> oh, it's all although... Good. Although occasionally I see like when we have female guests on, their faces just like get really sad when they find out that the name Stud City is ironic. Yeah. <laughs> they just come on, they're just like, oh, <laughs> it's too ugly, guys. <laughs> yeah. We literally signed on because of the word stud. Yeah. yeah. Or we'll have like a really hot guy and like we won't ask them any questions about how many women they've slept with. And they're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> we, we had one guest on that was like, I thought we were going to be talking about lifting weights and shit. And we were like, no. <laughs> Just talk about when we cry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lifting weights guy is so dumb. Yeah, we hate him. We hate him too. It was one of our worst podcasts. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this because he lives nearby. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could take him. <laughs> you think you could take a stud? Um, nice yeah that's my thing dude that's my thing anytime a stud is beating me up i'm like wow this is amazing (laughs) yeah it's almost like when you see a good looking person and they're funny too (laughs) what the fuck i know i hate that i hate hot comedians it's yeah what the hell are you doing Though i gotta say the thing that's super annoying about it is that they just get more credit for being funny like i'm just gonna say this chris hemsworth great actor love mm-hmm. thor 
He's not that funny. I know. Mm-hmm. And they're really trying to push him now. Yeah, he's like really a funny guy, too. Yeah. Say hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> All right. Good night. Go to bed now. You could tell her where she was on the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're on the news. People had to find little people with COVID <laughs> yeah. and show them to the camera. <laughs> this little person has COVID. <laughs> Variant. Just picking up kids with COVID. Yeah, she has the yeah. COVID variant, and she's a human variant. I've been doing a lot of volunteer work lately. What type of volunteer work? Just going to the hospital, picking up kids with COVID, <laughs> <laughs> showing them the cameras, yeah, yeah. <laughs> putting them on podcasts. I kind of work for the news, and I kind of don't. <laughs> this is my. Oh, that's nice. That's my. This is my cat. Tilly. I named her after Matilda from We on the Professional. I don't know if you know that movie. Yeah. But she's very rambunctious. Chris, you have two cats and they have great names. Yeah, Wolfman and Bernadette and the girls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long have you yeah. had your cats for? Wolfman looks like a, a Wolfman kind of though. Like I don't know if you could see her eating over there. Wolfman, show your eyes in the corner. <laughs> No, you can't really. It's a hunk of hunk of fur. But. Are you guys in Vancouver? Yeah, yeah. we are. So okay. we're like Vancouver-based, like screenwriters. We aren't like very professional or anything, and we kind of just started this podcast out of boredom and wanting yeah. people and stuff. So, story but, of my life, man. And now, yeah. and and now we get literally dozens of downloads. That's great. Well, <laughs> how long is this thing again? <laughs> no, we, we no, we get hundreds. We get hundreds. Sometimes, oh, sick. Sometimes even one thousand. <laughs> hey, everybody! Um, shop at uh, the Vancouver Jean Shop. I'm trying to help you guys out. Thank you thank so much, you. dude. We actually uh, did just get our first ad offer. We were just talking about it. We got our first ad offer. It's for a ball trimming company. Where yes, you- I did it for my podcast for a month. Not the same one. It's like the Pavo version of that. It's like um, uh, I forgot. Not Manscaped. No, no. It was no. like shaveyourballs.com or something. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are not trying hard at all. Yeah. No. There's even like a or something after the dot com. Yeah. On the address. <laughs> it's also just bad business because you want a name that's like easily Googleable and like everybody's yeah. googling how to shave their balls balls properly. You know. So. Yeah. We've all put it in Google before. It's going to be one of like a thousand searches up there. You know, you're going to have a Quora website that's like, this is how you shave your wet balls, and you're going to have to look through it. Yeah, ridiculous. Well, yeah, I guess I did that Manscaped thing for a month, and they gave me a whole kit. And I, I feel like I have a podcast called Happy Good, which is like a weekly half hour guided meditation, but really it's just mm-hmm. an excuse for me to riff nonsense over some like cool music my friend made and um yeah so i was pretty sarcastic about it manscaped you know <laughs> i did just kind of a sarcastic ad for them but now i use the kit bag uh like everything in it and it works and it's good and then uh a plumber it says manscaped on the kit bag and uh now i'm advertising them for you guys this yeah, is bad, but it. But we had a plumber over lately fixing a sink and they totally saw my manscaped kit bag, <laughs> which is kind of embarrassing. Nice. Um, and then they used it and left all the tubes <laughs> on the floor. Whoa, that is yeah. 
That's a crazy move. You got to respect it, but that's a crazy. That's an alpha move. As I know, but it, they were still respectful that it was COVID. They took like a KN95 <laughs> mask and put it over the pube so I didn't see them at first. That's really good of them, dude. Yeah. Nothing is worse than getting COVID from pubes. Trust me. And you, I know, like you can get them from pubes. It's oh, to- totally, dude. Yeah. COVID started with crabs. People don't know that. I know. Crab- people tried to eat their own crabs. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I got COVID. I was patient zero on that shit. That's how I just got like upset stomach. (laughs) Dude, do you think maybe you got like singled out by Manscaped as a good ambassador for their brand simply because of your dope mustache? Yeah, they were like, there needs to be a dick under that thing. (laughs) (laughs) They were psyched. (laughs) That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, the the email I got was the pubes under your nose are we're all psyched about them. Yeah. <laughs> they were really um, excited for this opportunity. I have a network and they fandangled manscaped for me. They they work mm-hmm. really hard. How I think manscaped is one of those like it's like what is it? this happens every now and then. There's like <clears throat> A stupid like harebrained scheme and like the PR campaign seems like it costs more than the product in a weird way. Does that make yeah, sense? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Manscaped really seems like that. Like posters, every podcast, like a blitz for like a month, and then it's like it's like some investor just like jumping off of some kid's dumb thing or something, and then the <laughs> yeah, PR like, campaign is most of the work. Is yeah. a my pillow even that much better than any pillow you can get? Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like one of those things. It's mm-hmm. like it's not about the product. It's about this is how you attack. I don't know <laughs> everyone social media or something. Yeah, yeah, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, although pillows do, I guess, do matter. I had a a girlfriend once that came over and she called my pillows lumpy and made me buy new ones, and um, they were yellow and. They were gross, but they were my special. <laughs> they're my special pillows. And then she left, like she, like we broke up, right? Yeah. And I put my old pillows back, you know. Oh. But but then but then but then but then mm-hmm. but then she came back, mm-hmm. and I I kept my old pillows out of spite. They were my spite pillows. How long does this keep going? I feel like this isn't Bo's entire life. She left, and then she came back, <laughs> and then believe it or not, she came back again. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think you guys were dating. <laughs> then she made dinner. <laughs> it was all the pillows, bro. Yeah. I was like holding the pillows up for her while she was making dinner to let her know that they're near her. Yeah. Um, that's weird. Yeah, she's really demanding of your so you like yours were lumpy and crappy, but they were comfortable for you. And you had to compromise and with your own comfort to make her happy. Well, they weren't comfortable. They sucked, but they were my pillows, my special pillows that I'd had for a long time. You said oh, really so attached you brought, to them. Oh, so you yeah. brought them back after she left for your yeah. own like ego. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all about ego. <laughs> like, did you yeah. hug them and say like mine when she was gone? Oh yeah. I cried yeah. into them. Oh, that's nice. And I said, I told the pillows, I said, it was her or you. Where's this girl now? 
Um, <laughs> she's in my bedroom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. She's a nurse. She's amazing. She's a great. She's a nurse. She's a great. She's oh, nurses no good pillows then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because the they exactly. have to like fluff them like all day. So oh, true. Yeah. And, and if you need a catheter, she's right there. She's probably seen like terrible things happen at hospitals with very sick people and lumpy pillows. <laughs> yes. Like yes. she's probably walked into our rooms with like sick people moaning like help and the, oh, yeah. their pillows look like yours. 100%. <laughs> she's also seen like a tremendous amount of penises. So I used mm. to get her to guarantee me I had an average size penis, which she would never do because... <laughs> Because I don't. I like that you just needed the guarantee for average. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please, baby, am I normal? Listen, I know where I stand. I know where I stand. It's it's, it's nothing to write home about. Tell me this is at least average or I'm going to be goddamn pissed. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally. really funny. And what did she say? She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. She'd be like... <laughs> Bo, put you know, down a knife. This is the thing you got to understand about Tara is that she is incredible. Oh, oh, it's oh, out there. Has no, people, we, we went through the whole relationship drama okay. on the podcast. It was okay, very okay. Howard Stern of us. Um, okay. She is so mean. So mean. So she was. Is it like funny mean or is it just like. It's pretty yeah. funny. Like the. Oh, yeah. She came over the other night. And uh, we're like hanging out or whatever. And she says like, you know, I still love you, you know, but we're drunk. And I'm like, yeah, I still love you too. Like what the fuck, you know? Mm. And then the next day she texts me uh, or I text her mm -hmm. and we're going back and forth. And I say to her, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you said you loved me last night. Like what's up with that? And then she just says, oh, I was really drunk. I don't feel that way about you at all. <laughs> I thought when you were going to say funny mean i thought you'd be like oh she bonked me in the head with a frying pan like three yeah. stages no, i think that's really funny <laughs> um but i like the so torture. like but was that a joke or i have no clue <laughs> I, re I, um, I really don't know hmm. but i thought it was funny joke or not it's funny to fuck with somebody in that way in my opinion or tragic. <laughs> I should I should rephrase this. It's funny to fuck with me in that way, because oh, yeah, I deserve it. I, I don't know you, so I guess you like that. Okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, 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 In a polite way, um, without getting into too much detail, I'm gonna ask you: um, Is the way she is funny mean to you? Um, like worth it? If you catch my drift. <laughs> um, she's super hot. Yeah. Okay. Then whatever. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's way out of my league. It's awesome. <laughs> and she has at, at least what I assume like slept in your bed a few times. Oh, yeah. No, we've done it. Uh, okay. Then this is great. This story is great. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, personally, I'm super appreciative for everything she's done for me, you know. But yeah. um, she's also cold, cold, cold-hearted. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those are the best, you know. You need your Veronicas and your Bettys. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Do you have a Betty? I'd like to hear about that one. Oh, uh, good question. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the podcast with me right now. It's Cody. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Cody, you yeah, think of yourself as a Betty, not like a jughead or anything? <laughs> no, I'd be the Betty. I guess my fiance is the jughead. 
Um, yeah, this is a great <laughs> career. Walking. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Your fiance's uh, the jughead. I'm sure she's gonna fucking <laughs> love that, Cody. <laughs> yeah, I guess on like I never really watched that show Riverdale, but I guess it all is all switched up and around. Was did Jughead actually get with Betty in that show? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so there you yeah. go. That's a different world though than the old comics. Christian comics of 1962 <laughs> or whatever. You'd find them in a pew. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Yeah, they were like the safest bet. They were like um, comics that your grandparents would be like, these are good. Um, and you'd be like, all right. I uh, I wrote a uh, Riverdale spec script when the show first came out. And I, I worked really hard on it, you know? Because I thought mm-hmm. I'd be, I thought I'd be a TV writer at some point until I realized that it, like nobody can stand me whatsoever. I should just keep to myself, um, me. <laughs> except for Cody because he, he has a big heart. And uh, I, I sent it to my friend, uh, my friend Avin, and he read it. And he was like, "Have you ever seen the show?" And I had made this fatal mistake because I wrote it in the tone of the comment comics. Mm-hmm. I, had, I just never watched the show, so my bad. <laughs> That's three months wasted. Yeah, that's really weird that you did that. Um, yeah. But the show was already out and everything? Yeah, I'm really not. <laughs> nice mistake. Yeah. Well, I, that, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, if you think that you're um, like a detestable person to most people, but you'd still want to work in the biz and write scripts and stuff, why don't you just produce your own independent stuff? That's what we're working on right now. This nice. is what this calls about, Chris. We're gonna go over one of our screenplays. Mm-hmm. We're gonna pitch it to you. I'm just kidding. Oh God, thank you. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey, <laughs> podcast opportunity. Okay, we're gonna go page by page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll read for Chris. <laughs> I'm in the same boat as you guys. I've been a comedian in Canada for 20 years. I'm always trying to independently produce stuff. That's the only way you can make like really cool, fun stuff here. That's what's crazy to me, Chris, is that you are so fucking funny. Like, the level you are, if you're, like, in the States, I feel like you'd be, like, a mega superstar. And I feel like the Canadian arts industry isn't, like, giving you the support that you really deserve. I know. If I was in the States right now, I'd have that weird jaw that everybody's getting. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kumail's new jaw. Like yeah. The, you know what I'm talking about? I, I just saw that Zac Efron has it now, too. Just <laughs> Yeah, Simon t- Cowell t- had it. Is the or I'd be getting room. busted at like an underground goth sex nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And defending serial abusers just because they were on the same show as you. Um, yeah. um, Honestly, though, for real, I can't stop pinching girls' butts. It's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say? When at a goth club. <laughs> yeah. When anywhere, pinch it. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, thanks for the compliment, though. Uh, joking aside, that was really nice. No worries. Yeah, man, I've just been fucking with your shit yeah. since I met uh, Cody because he's mm. a really big fan of yours. And that's nice. You're abs- You're super funny, man. And I list. I actually nice. listened to your meditation podcast yesterday while I meditated. One question for you: mm-hmm. Is it okay to meditate in the shower? Yeah. Thank uh, you. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I've been getting mixed. I've been getting mixed reviews on it. People think you gotta be all magical and mystical, and go to like the woods and sit there in like a Lululemon outfit, and (laughs) 
you know what I mean? Just have like pine needles gently fall onto your head or whatever. But uh, when I do meditate myself, and this is, I, my podcast is really not about meditation. It's about taking a half hour to just relax and laugh at some nonsense. Mm -hmm. But I do actually got into meditating myself because I need it. And I like meditate in the dark corner of my room facing like my laundry basket. Like, you know what I mean? Or like yeah. I've been stressed and I leave the house and then you meditate while you walk down busy streets. Like you can just, you know. mm -hmm. I read that for myself. That's not very that, funny, but. No, it's a really nice show. Like I, uh, I had a concussion Thanks. like earlier this fall. And so all I could really do is wear a blindfold and just listen to podcasts. And your show like was super awesome. And like, it was nice to like listen meditative because I was getting like personal trainers telling me to meditate and breathe. Oh, and cool. I always forget to. So when you do your guided breathing, so I was like, oh, this rocks and is like super fucking funny. Cool. Thanks. What'd you get the uh, concussion from? Um, I was working on a TV show and I'm like super tall. I'm like six, five. And mm -hmm. you know those like tents that you see where it's like the monitors? I just walked mm -hmm. into one with my head down and I hit like the top bracket. Oh, and God. yeah, I had like two concussions like two years ago. So it just kind of like set everything, you know, back again. And, so really yeah. tall guys get concussions all the time, eh? That makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't I'm realize. Five, eight. <laughs> Lately, I've been seeing videos of midgets and being like, oh man, in my next life. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching midget porn. Like, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> yes, Rock. <laughs> you don't know how good you have it. How did you get the other two concussions? Is it just from being tall and smashing into stuff? Yeah. The wow. first one was from like a door jam in like a farm. Um, mm -hmm. And the second one was, oh, I got hit in the head with a Christmas tree while like moving a Christmas tree. That was kind of weird, but oh, yeah, you true. Yeah. Cody also uh, called me a few days ago. Sorry, Tilly. And he was just like, dude, I hit my head again. And he did another tall guy thing and hit his head. He just, this fucking kid can't stop fucking hitting his head. Nope. He's going to have to wear a helmet or some shit. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I really want to be, you know what, to answer what you were saying about the Canadian industry too. If I was tall and had a full head of hair, I think I would be, it would be even better here. Oh yeah. I think I've got this weird, like, short bald guy look that like where do you package him you know what i mean mm. like that happens in this biz that's why you got to write your own thing like um like how danny devito created whatever he how he made it taxi <laughs> <laughs> matilda i don't think he created anything i think he just got shit i don't know but no you have a yeah. great look you're like the like I hope you don't take this as like a diss or anything. So I think it, it is kind of like your look, but like a real life Homer Simpson. And I think like, that's like <laughs> really funny. And like, I literally I I feel think... like him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, in fact, I actually forgot that I was meeting uh, with you guys like, to do this. And uh, I actually did with my sister and like they're in our bubble. And as mm -hmm. you guys know, in Ontario, it's insane. Right. Kind of scary but they're in our bubble and they have a uh you know a, my nephew is my daughter's ages so it's pretty fun and we just had a massive pizza and like beer night and now so i am really in homer mode right now like all awesome. that shit is just like yeah floating up like into my brain right now 
I feel so bad you're doing this podcast right now. If somebody was, if I had pizza and beer and somebody was like, hey, Bo, now you got to go record a podcast, I'd be so resentful on this podcast. I'd be really, <laughs> really passive aggressive and shitty to everybody. Yeah, but don't forget, it's also COVID. So talking to anybody is fine. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, but you're right. I am about to die. Um, <laughs> any minute now that's for sure it's all, oh, yeah, yeah. I w- it's like you know that feeling when you eat so much like carbs and starchy stuff where it's kind of like this weird feeling like I, I always get this feeling that I want to float to the bottom of the ocean and then uh, take like a huge dump and then float <laughs> all the way back up to the top there's something yeah. about like the ocean is a part of it I don't know why I've had diarrhea like 168 days in a row. In the ocean? Really? Not in the ocean, just, <laughs> just in just general. Walks out the house now. <laughs> Imagine you couldn't go in the ocean because it just gave you diarrhea every time. I can't because I don't know how to swim. <laughs> really? No, I know how to swim. I'm like a fucking otter in there, dude. Um, but why do you think you're having diarrhea so much? This is yeah, Oh, I know why. It's because I eat healthy all day, like salads and shit. And yeah. then like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. rolls around and I'll eat mm. like a family-sized bag of chips, like a mm. huge bag of candy, like two 7-Eleven hot dogs with pickles and mustard. And then I'll just kind of like fucking watch YouTube videos and shit. Mm. Yeah. So that's well, what's you know doing. what? If you didn't eat healthy in the first half of the day, all that stuff you eat at night would be like stain in you. That's the good thing. You need the salads Ooh. to like keep the door greased. <laughs> also, <coughs> I'll be right back. I also have a special cereal that makes me like just. I'll be right Burge? back. Oh, this is my the, Is that the. Yeah, you think I don't eat that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all brand cereal for the audience if they're wondering. All yeah, brand. Kellogg's. Yeah, I eat Kellogg's. all brand. Have my all brand and my caffeine in the morning. That saves my life. I, uh, Otherwise, yeah, I'd be rolling down the street like a ball. Hell yeah, dude. I, and I'm I, close. Um, I'm close to that. I put apple slices in it. That sucks, dude. Dude, it changes the game. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. I know you're against it, but it changes the game. No, that sounds good. Um, the best I've done is like blueberries sometimes, you know? Ooh, I fucks yeah. with blueberries hard. They're probably my favorite fruit. <laughs> oh, they just heard you say that. No, really? <laughs> if we get sponsored by blueberries, Cody, I'll be so fucking happy, dude. Do a commercial for blueberries right now. Okay. Um, uh, hey, everybody. My name is Bo Bennett, and I'm here to tell you about a special product. Do you like things that are sweet, small? Yes. You can pop them yes. in your mouth? Of course. Well... I'm going what to tell this you about a product that maybe you haven't heard about before. It's blueberries. Wow. Have you ever wanted a berry that's blue? Well, this now is your chance. These are blueberries. They will stain your teeth and they will make you shit out your pants. There's my little product ad. Thank you, Chris. Um, probably just made a million dollars. Uh, Chris, I had a question for you. Um, I was just wondering oh. about how you kind of like got into like doing comedy and stuff for this 20 plus years. Were you the class clown or you, or were you like me, like the class depressed kid? I really liked being social, like mm-hmm. I, I, social butterfly was written on, um, you know, most of my report cards, but okay. Uh, and I liked joking around the most with my mm-hmm. friends. Like, I mean, like anyone I was joking around with 
I liked that the most. Um, but there was a class clown in my younger years and class clowns are almost kind of like, they're almost like annoying. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like I would be more quiet than that person for sure. I would kind of get in trouble on the DL is more of my style. <laughs> and when it got to high school, um, I skipped a lot and my life became about kind of like hanging out and in, in like getting high and, and like joking with my friends that way. Mm-hmm. And so I actually can remember the exact time in high school, you know, about four or five of us were passing a joint around like in some park and we were just like in the zone of like riffing about something stupid and just laughing our asses off. And my head was like, I really need to just find a way to live my life like this laughing with cool. friends. And so that's a, that's a really good commercial for drugs, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird. Like I actually never really told that exact story before, but that's, I do remember that's the impetus of me being like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, why would I not do this? You know what I mean? Um, and then I, w- I, I tried going to university in Halifax at Dalhousie for a year. And, um, because my parents wanted me to and uh i just partied like i didn't care <laughs> and then i i basically dropped out and started doing uh open mic stand-up and uh, improv classes after that cool so that's what it was i was basically doing stand-up on stage without even noticing that i decided to do it it's like my body like took me there it was weird wow that was when i was like yeah 20 or something 21 okay. maybe and like in your early years you were working with um from nathan for you nathan fielder were you guys like roommates or were you guys just pals and no nathan like me and some friends had uh like these weekly shows at this really dingy back room of a restaurant called the oasis on college here in toronto that doesn't Mm -hmm. exist anymore and uh a mutual friend brought Nathan cause he just moved there from Vancouver to do the, the Humber college or comedy course. And she was like, you Leslie, she was like, you'll like these guys. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure enough. Like we all just became a crew and then all of us together started these, these weekly shows at the Rivoli, um, about a year later called laugh Sabbath, which, uh, an incarnation of that still goes on now. If COVID cool. goes away, um, <laughs> Yeah, they do it at the comedy bar now, but yeah, it was like a huge crew of comedians. And so, yeah, Nathan was kind of in that with like a bunch of us. Mm-hmm. Well, that's sweet. Yeah. Was he always like that kind of awkward guy mm-hmm. that you see on TV or is that like more of a character? Mm, the way he is on TV is uh, definitely, um, yeah. Played up? Uh, yeah, ver- no, it's a version <laughs> of who he is for sure, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he knows how to like do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like use mm-hmm. it. It's like, like Sasha. It's... Sorry. Yeah. No, he created like a comedy version of himself for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like Sasha Baron Cohen is actually anti-Semitic and from Kazakhstan, but those are the only yeah. two, those are those are really the only two similarities with Borat. And besides that, like not really anything else. Like they don't eat the same things or go to the same places, but those two things are consistent and that kind of makes it a version of himself. So, yeah. So you had another podcast I really like called utopia to me, where mm-hmm. basically you'd have guests describe their like perfect utopia. 
Um, I was since our show is called Stud City, we've never talked about. It, but if you were to have your own city called Stud City, like what would it be like? And you're like running it. Well, um, I don't know. Like the first image that popped into my mind is like a really fit shirtless, like cowboy stripper guy with like a really <laughs> huge dick. Um, so maybe all of the rest of the population of the city would be those guys and me. That's Just amazing. me hanging out with all these I like that naked cowboy guys with cowboy hats on <laughs> and like greased muscles and stuff. I and like that, that jaw thing that Kumail has now. Yeah. Kumail's there with his dick out. That would be cool too. Yeah, he could be in Stud City now after all that work he put in. Yeah. I <laughs> guess we'll let him in. Yeah, that he yeah. put Okay, now you come in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that work he put into a needle and then into his ass. Um <laughs> Um, seems like it doesn't it yeah i mean as a person that has dabbled in steroids i know for a fact that that is what it is and that's okay that's okay that's life what about did you see the new zach zach efron picture i did that looks like plastic surgery to me okay because i was going to show you but you think oh please please maybe for cody he would like to see it oh look at those jowls yeah same like every hollywood guy is getting that or not every, but like the ones that are have deep seated issues are getting that <laughs> job yeah. thing. Well, maybe we should judge because not everybody has our look, and so mm-hmm. we should be a little more empathetic to the fact that some people have to take supplements or do what they have to do to gain mm-hmm. what we have. Kind of just just from have. eating pizza. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Love pizza. It's probably my favorite food. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I did a. Th- um, nah, I won't say. No, no, I've got a question for you, Chris. I, yeah. I've got a question for you. Well, in your opinion, in your opinion, why why is pizza so good? Are you doing your Stephen A. Smith impression? My Stephen A. Smith. Oh, I don't. I shouldn't do that on the podcast. Um. Wait. Do I know who Stephen A. Smith is? He's from ESPN. Um. He's a. Uh, like a basketball guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's of the guy course. that's always like, it's incredulous. I couldn't yeah. imagine a day where I'd be looking at LeBron James in his eyes and he'd be saying to me, there ain't <laughs> nothing you can do that would make you as man as me. He talks like that about everything. He's like super hyperbolic, but he's awesome. I love him. And he really, really didn't want the Raptors to win um, that yeah. year. He was like, I think I remember him being like really mad. When everybody, right. when anybody would say Raptors have a good chance, um, yeah, he was like pissed. Yeah, <laughs> I loved, I loved when the Raptors won. It also gave me the motivation to clean my room. I was watching the final game; I think mm-hmm. it was Game Six, and I was just living in my own filth. And then the mm-hmm. Raptors won, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn a new leaf. And I cleaned my room, and it felt fucking great. Yeah, and then Kawhi left, and your room just turned to shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Were you in the like celebrations and stuff for that? Because yeah, I, I went to the parade for... and rode yeah. around. And... Sorry, really I cut nice. you off. Yeah. No, I was going to say I was here for the Stanley Cup ride in Vancouver and it wasn't that chill. Were you, um, you're the, you were the one making love in front of the riot cops? <laughs> no, I would. <laughs> um, I was the guy that said, hey, let's start a riot. 
and then it happened and i got very scared <laughs> this guy's right you know yeah. I, I really love vancouver and uh you know i i was almost going there almost twice a year now um until covid uh with the pandemic in the past year or so um it's been one of the trips i've missed the most for comedy oh really i love vancouver yeah i love the scene there um every time i do shows either solo or with the club with the mix is gone now but mm-hmm. um it's so much fun it's such a party in fact i think the last flight i came back on was mid-february um yeah. from vancouver and somebody it was 2020 and someone was wearing a mask and i was like oh this is getting real eh and then <laughs> uh, yeah like just a month later it was like the whole world was shut down but yeah i think when i went out to do a bunch of shows in february there was already uh a bunch of cases in vancouver but we weren't oh really yeah but we weren't freaking out about it yet but it was so funny like someone came back with the mask on and then they even had like a medical emergency on the plane and the doctor had to they actually did the is there a doctor on the plane announcement (laughs) it was crazy Wow, fuck. But What's I didn't up? get COVID, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. I don't think you can get COVID on a plane. You can't get COVID from like just talking to a guy who has COVID. No. <laughs> you no. have to like, I don't know. I'm a, I work with homeless people. I'm a frontline worker, technically speaking. Um, and, uh, you know, I haven't gotten COVID, but I'm really surprised because. I've been around people with COVID constantly mm-hmm. and I figured it out. And I think it's because like, you know, those movies where the one person has the blood and they need the blood in order to come up with the cure for the disease. I don't know if you guys have seen I, Le- I am legend. Have you guys seen that movie? I don't remember it that well. I'm, I'm going starting- to sound like a dork and I'm going to say I've seen the Vincent Price movie <laughs> Last Man on Earth, which is based on the same story. Nice. Got you. It's a good short story. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to think that maybe I'm one of those guys. I am vaccinated now, though, so maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe that yeah, me. that's great. Because yeah. you got mm-hmm. your front line. What kind of vaccine did you get? I got the Pfizer. Shit, man. Yeah, I'm an elite. You're rich. I got AstraZeneca the other day because <laughs> I'm in my 40s now. Yeah. And Is that one there. supposed to be dangerous? Because my fiance keeps saying, like, I don't want to get that one. Yeah. Like, it's not mm-hmm. the cool one. Did it's you dumb. drive there in your Kia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I, it was really embarrassing. Um, my Sedona. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to die because I took it. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I they thought... say AstraZeneca, everything, like, um, they're like, um, it's fine. It's it's only risky if you're, like, fat and bald and still trying to make it as a comedian <laughs> in your 40s. <laughs> that's what they said on, that's what Justin Trudeau said. That seems weirdly personal and very fucked up. Personally. I know. That's, that's I gotta I stop tweeting at him. That's what I thought. After that. <laughs> yeah, fuck Justin yeah. Trudeau. Well, speaking of what you do, you work down by okay? Because last time I was there too, um, I was trying to eat healthy, and someone told me about this, but it wasn't healthy. It was kind of like a 
oh, vegan meat. pub in like Gastown or whatever. Yeah, meat, meat, meat. You're talking about meat. Oh, you already know? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was on my way there, and I guess like, you have to go through that one street. Blood Hastings. Island. It oh, was Hastings. like... Yeah, I know Hastings is so long, but I guess it's got that... Is it Maine and Hastings that's got that? Yeah, like, yeah so I, it's called... Like, I've been through that area before, but I guess it was just this one... Like At the time I hit it, or something because i guess it was like seven or eight or something yeah it was like a freaking and no offense to the people there i'm just talking about like the vibe of the street yeah it was kind of like a walk okay (laughs) it was like a walk-in dead zombie city corner like Mm -hmm. it was just bizarre i felt really bad it shook me It, it really put me put in perspective like the difference between the drug issues in Vancouver than Toronto, you know, like, I mean, it's really bad in Toronto, obviously, but yeah, Vancouver is just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. I worked, uh, I worked on the front lines on the downtown East side for like from the age of I'm 28 now. So from like 22 to 26. And so like, I was down there just like literally reviving people and naloxoning people on the street, like just Whoa. fucking do, doing my thing. And I remember when I was doing it, I was telling my dad, like, yo, this shit stressed me out. Like, I can't write. I can't do this. Uh, and eventually I got used to it. And he, and he was like, think about all the great things you're going to be able to write about. Like, you're, you're going to have all this experience. And then now it's like six years later and, and none of it's funny. I don't think he took into account that I'm a comedy writer mm-hmm. at all. So, what yeah. the fuck, dad? I, have I don't m- know. You could punch it up. You could punch it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe, maybe like if you give someone a wheel for a leg. Yeah, or someone's pants keep falling down, and yeah, you could do like a taxi driver type thing where it's like a guy keeps trying to date someone way out of his element. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, out of his element is a good way to put that. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking we could like, you know, do heroin and go to a movie or do heroin and get like a dinner or something. Well, I used to do shit like that because I used to do outreach work. So I used to take like heroin addicts to go see movies and shit. And let me tell you, they go to the bathroom a lot during a two hour movie. <laughs> Are they just going to the bathroom? I'm not trying to be judgmental here. No, they're doing they their makeup. They are. Oh yeah, dude. They're not getting you know, through a two-hour movie. I've thought about heroin before, and uh, obviously, and uh, <laughs> I, I probably would do it if it came as like a gummy. You know what I mean? But it, it really comes with too many accessories. Like I don't want to carry shit around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah also, if you're afraid of off. needles. If you're afraid of needle, you gotta take your belt off. Yeah, exactly, dude. Not yeah, to but... like minimize it, but could you ever reason with a heroin addict in that way by being like, don't you want to just like ditch the crap? You know what I mean? Like it's too much. To... I don't know. This yes. is a sensitive joke. Uh, <laughs> no, no sorry, it's to- but... totally fine. Uh, <laughs> no, you really can't. And once they start doing it, it's pretty hard to get them off. But uh yeah, there, there was this very, very obviously not mentioning names, but this very, very hardcore addict that I used to work with who was just the brightest, sunniest guy you would ever meet in your life. Just kind of like yeah. a beautiful kid. You know, he, he's 10 years older than me, but he looked like mm-hmm. a kid, this really nice Aboriginal kid. And um, I remember once he came up to me and I there's something mm-hmm. called harm reduction. I don't know if you heard of that. And I had harm reduction supplies. 
And uh, by the way, people are going to come and want to listen to this podcast and we get fired, but that's fine. Um, I hate my job. Uh, just kidding. Love it. Um, and he came up to me and he was like, looked at his bag of heroin. And he had this moment of clarity. I could see it in his eyes. And he said, you know what, Bo? I should stop this shit. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, man, you, you really should. And then there was like a long pause and a big smile came over his face. And he just said, nah. <laughs> Wow. That's your movie ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah. yeah he, just, he was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I like, I, you beautiful. know, we make jokes because it is uncomfortable. Like, you don't know what, it's so heavy. You can't, like, imagine. Like, I honestly, because, you know, I like having a, a few drinks every now and then and like some weed every now and then. But I, I always think that I like, I'm thankful that um, I think I didn't really get into it because of laziness. Like you have to do so much <laughs> yeah. to stay addicted to drugs. Um, and and I think I watched basketball diaries at a young age and that oh. movie shook me to the car. Jim like, Carroll, man. Yeah. Jim Carroll, he didn't, well, I guess he wrote good poetry, so I don't know. It's a payoff, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He had a pretty kick-ass band, too. Those are people that died. Fucking wicked fucking yeah, song. Yeah, that man. song's in the movie. Yeah. It's a sick song. All but, my friends, they all died. <laughs> those like, are people who died, died. Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> so, good. So fucking good, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty heavy job, but you get a lot of fulfillment out of it. And, you know, I can say I've saved over a hundred lives. And if that doesn't get you pussy, what will? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Tara? <laughs> yeah, Tara. <laughs> well, here's the fucked up thing. Tara does the same thing. So she's not fucking impressed at all. She's, oh. she's a nurse on the downtown east side. So that's why she's got a hardcore demeanor because she's <laughs> yeah, got to yeah. go through so much shit yeah you know it's exactly. like how ambulance drivers and stuff like what's it called um uh gallows humor you guys have gallows oh, yeah. humor right yes right? yes i i know an ambulance driver he walked into like you know a house and a whole murdered family was like their bodies and blood all over the place and they're just like this sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, this, it's what, true. this is what my dad is like. My dad's actually a police oh, really? officer or is retired. But what that's hell? what his his jokes are like. It's like, oh, walked into this call and this guy blew his toque off. And it was just like brains everywhere. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's funny. And then my mom will tell me, like, dad's traumatized. He saw a guy blow his brains out. I'm like, he says that like a joke. Like, <laughs> told me You're that. the one that's traumatized, mom. Yeah. <laughs> dad's cool. <laughs> Dad is Yeah, cool. I can't imagine. Like, it is weird, like... Because it's like only our generation now that kind of really talks about trauma daily. Mm -hmm. It's like and the health. human race up until then was just like dealing with shit on their own. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I have so much fucking empathy for my parents. Like, like they, I mean, like everybody's parents, you know, they made a ton of mistakes and like, just like, when my dad tells me about it, my, my dad used to be really, I used to be a pretty competitive soccer player. He used to be very harsh about my soccer playing. And then when I was like 27 years old, we were in a hot tub and he was like, well, you know, 
I did that because my dad never came to any of my soccer games. I wasn't talented. I was like, oh, fuck. It like hit me in the back of the head. I was like, holy shit, this dude is just hurt. He's just a hurt motherfucker. You know, like it's yeah. okay, man. I, 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 I accept your apology. It's fine. So, yeah. yeah. I kind of serious yeah. there for a second. For a I'm going to start crying. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, I hope we everyone's okay. Much. Anyone who's <laughs> listening, I hope you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um, we don't have much time left, but I just want to mm-hmm. ask you really quickly, Chris. Uh, so your other podcast or your podcast is a lot about like meditation and Zen. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find Zen? Like usually when you're doing stand up, like how do you find it when you're like doing comedy and stuff? Or is the whole act for you? Like, um, people- have you guys ever seen me do stand up? Yeah, I've seen you. Cody has. I have not. Okay, so uh, I think like. Um, so have you noticed, I feel like you would almost maybe answer this because, mm-hmm. um, I feel like my stand-up show and my comedy in general, um, I've also been making these albums and we're working on some other stuff with Sean Cullen, who's also like a master riffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and everything we do is built out of like riffing in the moment. So I feel like my standup is, a, I, I kind of stand out in a good way and maybe in a bad way in certain situations as a standup because um, I'm not like one, two punch, one, two punch. I'm like, I don't know. I think I, I come across more like an insane person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's because, yeah, I write jokes and I write down funny ideas and I'll say them on stage. But if any like impulse comes to me, I say yes to it and go with it. So, yeah. It, it means a lot. Like I read a lot of that, the kind of, I, I think it's natural to who I am, but I also did read a lot of that Zen stuff, you know, when I was younger, but you know, to be like religious, like a Zen Buddhist or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, I don't care about that kind of stuff. Like it's kind of like the heroin thing. It's like, Oh, now I got to carry this around and do this <laughs> ritual. It's like, I don't care about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just like to like learn and grow and like move on, but I did read a lot of that stuff and that stuff really speaks to me. Um, I don't know why, but do you ever have any, sorry, man, my apologies. No, it's okay. I was going to ask because of this um, approach to comedy where you're, um, you know, when something comes up and you think it's going to work, you're just going to go for it, Mm -hmm. which I think is the right way of doing it. Do you ever feel like people, have the wrong idea of your comedy because with that inherent risk there is an inherent downside which is that it could go wrong and so is there any situations that you feel like fuck you're leaving a comedy club and you're like i probably just hurt a bunch of people or made people feel really weird (laughs) it's like um it's gonna sound weird but i have to say live if you see me live, um, it's not an issue. I've just been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. I can I can patch any room up. I can make it work. I can bring everybody on back on board if I lost them in a sec. It's just like at this point in my life, it's in my blood. It's my probably my topmost skill. I would say and I'm proud proud of. But where it would hurt me is I think. Uh, maybe like if it comes to like a tv booking or like 
a certain festival or something, they might not get that aspect of it and, and might be worried about how it would come across on TV. Like I've done just for laughs, TV tapings a lot. Like those guys there know me so well that they trust me. And, and that's really nice. I, I'm lucky, but there's, there's other stuff that I wish I got in my career that I still haven't got yet. And, and I think it's because I see, I, I probably seem like a wild card in that regard. Um, you know, I can do like a, I can do like a fully written organized set for like TV and radio. Like I have done it, but I, but I think that would be the only way it would hurt is like, yeah. this guy's a wild card. Like he'll just like, whatever. He might yeah. say fuck on but Letterman. Yeah. Yeah. On Letterman's new show too. So he'd be like saying fuck for like a full hour. Yeah. He told Obama to go fuck himself. <laughs> 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 fuck you Obama you liar you lie. <laughs> you're no better than the rest of them <laughs> yeah no I, I don't know yeah it's like that's just what sucks in Canada too is like I've been doing it forever and uh, you know some people think I'm good etc but it's just such a like, I think we were talking about this at the beginning it's just like such a mm -hmm. small industry um, that you know, it's just nervous making. If you're not, if you're not like a kind of, not not like that comedians that make in this country are hack or anything, but the, the the small number of execs in this country, like if you don't say something that they already kind of know, they're like scared. It's weird. Like yeah. you almost have to talk to talk like a 1980s evening at the improv type comic <laughs> for them to get that it's like stand up. Yeah, and like uh, me and my friends, like I was. Oh, this is what we were talking about. Yeah. Like me and Nathan and all those guys in the two thousands. Like we we started that show series called Laugh Sabbath, and it was like alt or indie at the time. And at the time, we would go to New York and see all these guys blowing up, and like guys that you know now, like um, uh, you know Chelsea Peretti or Eugene Merman or like people like that. And we were like, oh, cool. So we are kind of in a groove, like this is what's happening. And, you know, we were like influenced by that, but also like kind of, you know, coming up with the same ideas at the same time almost. Mm -hmm. But when we go back and we'd be doing our shows in Toronto, it's almost like everyone was like mad <laughs> because oh. they'd be like telling us that we're doing anti-comedy or we're not doing real comedy oh. because cause club comedy still dominated and it was like at that time it was uh i, I don't mind cause speaking of trauma i don't mind talking about this because this is what it was like in the mid 2000s even Jeez. it was just like people were like mad even though our shows were like gaining like a fan base that would come see us and i think um comedy is all weird now and all alt as they say which is great it's all creative and weird stuff a lot of stuff out there in canada maybe taste-wise is still kind of nervous about it maybe just catching up now yeah but like some of my favorite comics that i do shows with um in in toronto and in vancouver or wherever are like 10 15 years younger than me because they came up like not even thinking you need to either be this way or that way they just like are super silly and weird and it's just like not even a thing 
don't yeah. know. Does that make sense? Makes yeah. total sense, man. I always yeah. felt like um, basically and, and, the, the the cliche of Canada being fifteen years behind or something. It's from what I've been through. It's freaking true as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always felt like in Canada, you either like needed to have a puppet or be a puppet in order to make it in comedy. You know, it's like you need one of those two things, and if mm-hmm. you don't have, if you're if if you don't have either of them, you're kind, you're a little, you're a little. You could be fucked, dude. You could it's be fucked. It's so weird. It's like, even if you're in your 20s in Canada, if you want to like regularly make it, you have to be playing for people in the 60s and over. I don't get it. Yeah. It's this weird sort of pandering to uh, this unseen mass of uh, non thinking retirees. Like, I don't know who the audience Why is that? It's like, it's because. In Toronto, they produce stuff. I, in Vancouver, they produce stuff, and and we're big cities. But other than that, they really think the broad, like appealing to a broad scope in Canada, means making jokes that a grandpa would read out of a Reader's Digest. I don't know what the right. hell's going on. It's like CTV comedy only shows <clears throat> bit fucking Big Bang Theory. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, mm. just like that. Yeah. But, yeah, and I don't even know if like the networks are right about that. Like if they mm-hmm. took a risk and tried to make a more daring original comedy that could even be sold globally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that's the thing, they just don't have the money to take those risks. So they make this like bazooka joe comic level <laughs> comedy shows <laughs> family Which, circus <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, more, yeah way more family circus yeah <laughs> I, I i yeah I, and i think it's also fucking bullshit because for a country that's like dripping with patriotism like canada is like mm-hmm. they're they'll back people man like we back our dudes we've always backed our dudes so like and and our, our dudettes as well. Dudes is a. It's all good. What, what, what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say is, like, we will back each other. I mean, if you, even if you look at something which had some inherent uh, upside to it, like Shit's Creek, but like we fucking mm-hmm. back that show until it fucking won a Golden Globe. So mm-hmm. that's my D. You know what I'm t- talking about? But don't forget, like Eugene Loving, Catherine O'Hare were already stars. Of course, yeah. and, and that's America. why I'm saying. That's why I'm. That, that, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Of course, and that's why I said it had some inherent like upside to it. Yeah. You know, my, my mm-hmm. sister's an actress. I don't. You might even know her, Sonia Bennett. I don't know, but um, she, she writes for Leonard Kenning. Sounds familiar. Wrote, she writes for Leonard Kenning now, or mm-hmm. she she wrote an episode of Leonard Kenning. But um, nice. You know, she goes through the same thing being a Canadian actress. It's 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 mm-hmm. all it's all of us. It's fucking. It's fucking it's crazy it's ridiculous it's, yeah it's, okay especially since when we do get an opportunity we seem to fucking hit it out of the park have you heard of jim carrey mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying um anyway that's how first- i pitch my shows at cbc <laughs> like, heard before jim i say carrey? anything have you heard of jim carrey and then I just sit there and watch them. <laughs> Figure it and out. then they go, finally, they go, are you the next Jim Carrey? And I'm like, uh, sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not actually a bad way to pitch a show. <laughs> yeah, I know. A guy who wants to be Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, Chris, that's our time. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, do you want to plug anything on your way out? Or where can people follow you? Um, just, yeah, happy good. Um, is my podcast everyone loves it 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called, yeah, it's at Happy Good World on Twitter. I'm at Chris Lock World on Twitter. And um, I don't know, man. Lots of lots yeah. of stuff coming down the pike. Everybody go pandemic. Everybody go some dough. Become a exactly. Patron. Patron. Go yeah, fuck with Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucks with me. Get your vaccination. <laughs> Vax. Yeah. I vax with. I fucks with Vax. <laughs> um, yeah awesome well thanks again man and thanks for listening everyone thank you yeah, so much thanks Chris. for chatting